It's 1978. The first human conceived through in vitro fertilization is born on July 25th in the UK. Lasagna and Hating Mondays become popular when the Garfield comic strip premieres. And the Five Venoms clan... Honestly, I'm not sure what's going on with them, but I'm hoping LPJ can explain it. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, I feel the need for need for Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. I'm Hovercraft Joe, and with me, as always, my two ever-present co-hosts, the Sphinx. Woo! What up? And LPJ. Yeah, I'm probably more of a, probably like a scorpion, I'd say. <laughs> oh, probably scorpion. Yeah, probably was, scorpion. A lot, was, of, a lot of leg kicking. Is that your style? I'd say it's yes. Yeah, I, I like how you. I was thinking more panda. <laughs> you came in hot, <laughs> responding as if I had asked you a question, <laughs> but I didn't. Just <laughs> want to make sure you guys knew off the top. I'm probably scorpion. I just introduced you, and you responded. So you know. Yeah. Okay, cool. Scorpion. <laughs> Leg kicks. Real powerful. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're uh, definitely more of a toad, Sphinx. You know, toad I liked the most. Yeah. But then he fucking died first. Oh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoilers <laughs> alert. Um, what do you so, want to be? You want to be like centipede? You want to be snake? Um, I don't know. I guess Centipede's I'll... weird. I don't know if you want that one. <laughs> but then I... snake's got the fingers, so it's yeah, tough. Yeah, man. I, it's hard. You know what? I can't really decide. I don't know. Lizard's pretty sweet. Lizard ends up being the best. Yeah. You're well, a li- <laughs> I'm going to say you're a lizard. Well, anyways, we're here. <laughs> we're here to talk about the 1978 film. Are we going with the Five Venoms? Well, it, the, the five, Ven- five Deadly Venoms is the actual title, but it, it, it's also been translated to Five Venoms. But uh, I, it's mostly known as the Five Deadly Venoms. Okay. That's fine. That's great. And I, I just wasn't sure. Is there any particular reason why that's the case? It or? just doesn't translate directly very well. Okay. So it's either the Five Venoms or the Five Deadly Venoms, depending on how it's translated. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, I, I guess this is the part where we usually talk about our first experiences with the film. Which um, I'm pretty sure you and I, Hovercraft yeah. Joe, was probably this week. Yeah. Mine is pretty easy because I didn't know this movie existed. LPJ told me we were doing it for the podcast, and I learned that it existed. And I watched it on Netflix. Yeah, ditto. <laughs> that's that's all I got. I saw this movie. It's been on TV. Um, what channel? Well, yeah, I was just gonna say, <laughs> what channels are you watching? I mean, I've seen it on. Uh, I mean, most recently, it's been on um, uh, El Rey because Rod Rodriguez bought a bunch of bought the rights to show a bunch of different kung fu movies. So that's the ah, most recent place it's okay. been on. All right. But I've also seen it on. Uh, I don't know what other channels HBO. I'm sure showed it a couple times, and various other places. Like I think Sony Movie Classics showed it. Um, other places that show old kung fu movies that they've had it on before. Sci-fi probably. Okay. Uh, but I've seen it in the past. You know, a couple times. So this wasn't your first viewing. No, it's not my first. Okay. Show. And no. I assume that you were aware of it because when you know. Yeah, this is one of my favorite kung fu movies. I okay. like I like old kung fu movies like this. Thirty Six Chamber of the Shaolin. Um, Return of the Third, Return to the Thirty Six Chamber, um, but there's a bunch of old kung fu movies. I, I just I enjoy kung fu movies. Okay, 
And this is one of the one of the big cult classic kung fu movies. Okay. Yeah, I saw like of all cult movies, this was ranked like eleventh all time. Yeah, this movie's a big deal. I mean, I, I'm not surprised you guys don't know about it, <laughs> but um, but this is of the of the kung fu movies. This is the probably one of the, if not the biggest one. Okay, which is why I, I chose to do it. We, we actually had we had some requests. Our buddy Sean Flack. Um, had had mentioned this to me, and he and I talked about how much I love this movie and how much he loved it, and that kind of sparked my my conversation uh, about wanting to do it. Right. And so I thought, well, we hadn't done a kung fu movie yet. Yeah, so that's let's do true. Not now it's happening. It's absolutely happened. We can't unsee it. Yeah, and it's if I remember looking at the research right, this it's a Hong Kong kung fu. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, so which is similar to a little bit to an episode we did way back in the day, The Killer, which was yes. also a Hong Kong. John Woo film. That was a Hong More Kong action. Late eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it didn't really have the martial arts side of things, but no. it was still Hong Kong. So right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I did find a release date on this of August twelfth, nineteen seventy eight. Yep. Um, now was that in Hong Kong or yeah. in the States? This or? was never I don't think this was ever actually released in the States. Okay. Yeah, because I, I couldn't really find any box office numbers. I found something that said that it made like about one point eight million in Hong Kong. But I, I couldn't compare that to any kind of uh, yeah. There's else. no yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Even though at the time Hong Kong was still controlled by the British, wonder if it was in pounds. <laughs> Maybe to be honest, I don't know. Um, I don't know how well the pound was then. But anyway, <laughs> in, in Rotten Tomatoes, there was no critic score listed for it. Yeah, it's not available. Yeah. Uh, but an audience score of eighty four percent. Yeah. So which makes sense if you're telling me it's a cult classic, then it makes sense that it would have a high audience score for yes. sure. Um, and obviously, I can't tell you where it would fit if it wasn't released in the U.S., uh, but I could tell you if you want to take a stab at what the top grossing films of 1978 were. Superman. Superman, number two. Yeah. Wow, that was number two. Yeah, number one was a huge... It's a musical. It's huge. Oh, Grease. Grease. There oh. you go. Uh, and, and number three is a very, if I'm remembering it correctly, a very odd Clint Eastwood movie, possibly with an orangutan in it. <laughs> oh, is it dumb? Oh, um, shit. Uh, why is it not coming to me, the name of it? I've never seen it, but I believe it has a, it's the one with the orangutan in it. Or one of them. I don't know. I can't it, think of the name uh, now. It's called Every Which Way But Loose. That's right. Yes, that is it. Is that That's the orangutan one? Yes. Okay, got it. So That was so, number three? Yeah. That's bizarre. Good oh. good job, though, Swings. You got two of those. Mm-hmm. I know my... Grease and Superman, <laughs> I guess. Well, good work there. Yeah, I guess. We haven't done many movies in the 70s. In we fact, haven't, I mean, no. we just did um, Moonraker. Moonraker. Yep. And is that it? Um, I don't know if there's anything else we've done this decade. Alien? We didn't do Alien. No, no we did Alien. We did Alien. Aliens, Aliens. The 80s. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, this might be the only the second one. I think that sounds right. Yeah, because we didn't do any other Bond movies that were in the 70s. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, yeah, this is probably it. There's not a ton of movies from the 70s that I... Really, the, the action genre really picks up in the 80s. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, besides Bond and I guess Dirty Harry. We haven't done Dirty Harry. Those are we the 70s. Yeah. 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 And maybe um, like a Western here and there might be from the 70s. I yeah. think you get a lot in the 70s. You get a lot more like thrillers and stuff yeah, like that. cop you know? dramas. Yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so it makes sense. But. Yep. So, with the five Deadly Venoms... Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of starts well, essentially, right into it. Yeah, right? let's let's get with. So the cast obviously is not anything anyone's going to recognize any of these names. 
Um, they're basically just martial artists that okay. they hired to act. Okay, so they weren't any like long-standing, like famous. I mean, I'm assuming they were probably in a bunch of like uh, kung fu movies and stuff. But. Yeah, there were a bunch of kung fu movies. Yeah, these were guys that actually could do all of this stuff, with the exception of the walking on the wall part. Okay, uh, but these were guys that actually could. They were martial artists. They, that's who they put in these films. Okay, got it. Um, and you know the uh, the director is a famous director as far as Hong Kong action go or Hong Kong uh, kung fu movies goes. Chi Chang. Yep. Uh, and the Shaw Brothers Studio they produced a bunch of Hong Kong films. Okay. That's really that's sort of what their what their thing was. That's what they did. Um, and yeah, the, the film there's it's it basically revolves around. This clan of five assassins mm-hmm. called the Five Venoms that each have their own style of fighting. You've got the centipede, the snake, the scorpion, the lizard, and the toad. Um, and you get kind of introduced to their skill sets. And yeah, what right about, in the beginning. Yep. Which they're they're rather bizarre <laughs> kind of montages yeah. or, or something can of I, what each of them are doing. Can I can I read to you guys directly from my notes <laughs> what I what I wrote for these for these people? Yes. So the first guy, the and I, I'm not even going to try and say the names because I'll butcher them. So the centipede style or the thousand hands. I have a note that says apparently great at breaking plates, and then there's the snake style. Who I have, I don't have anything about him. The scorpion style, I said, I have great at kicking dishes. Um, the gecko style says great at putting candles out. And finally, the toad style, which says great at not getting stabbed and punching sheet metal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I put down for the centipede, he's breaking dishes, but he doesn't hit them all <laughs> because a lot of them were falling and he was not, he was not hitting them. So it's like, okay. Yeah. yeah because each of the, each of them is like a specific, fighting style correct and like and kind of their style lends to what they do like the centipede guy he moves his hands really fast yep and that's why he can break all the plates and stuff like that and the um the gecko guy could like stick to walls yeah he can climb up walls a lizard yep okay and the snake guy what was his deal he uh he's very precise strikes uh, using his fingers, like for deadly strikes, yeah, like okay. venom, kind of, right? Like exactly, like, yeah. And then yeah. the tail does uh, like a whipping damage, almost kind of. Yeah. And, and the toad guy was kind of like strong, right? He, he was could take a lot of damage and invulnerable. Okay, that's what it his was. His skin was completely invulnerable. Did we yeah. skip over somebody? Oh, what about uh, the, yeah, the scorpion? Scorpion was like a pin, like a pincher type of deal. The scorpion, uh, and that, that's kind of what he was throwing, right? He had extremely powerful kicks, kind of like a scorpion's tail, and then he could like uh, do like a. Pincher move like the like the pinchers on a scorpion. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, who was the one that was like crawling around on their back, like hitting things? Which one was that? Ah, <laughs> oh, what guy was it? Because that? in certain scenes throughout the movie, they would bring back like, in, that was like a, a faded image. No, that was a snake. I'm sorry, the snake. They'd like bring back and you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, like in a fade, they would like and they would show, show you like what their yep. style was from when they introduced yeah. it. Yeah. Like it'd be for, because when we're first introduced to these guys, they're all wearing masks, mm-hmm. so we don't know what they look like. Then later on in the movie, we see them without their masks, and I think they flash back to be like, oh, yeah, this is this guy, the guy that was like punching sheet metal. It was this guy, but he had a mask on. Yeah. yeah, part of the mystery of the movie is you don't know who, none of them know who each one is. Right. Well, that was the thing. They were all trained by the same master, but yep. at like different times, so some of them hadn't even like met each other. Right. And they yeah. didn't know who was who, and they went out into the world and took like different names and stuff. Correct. And then throughout the film, they they kind of go off. They use numbers for their names as well. So yeah. like centipedes number one, snakes number two, scorpion three, lizard four, and toad five. Right. And 
I think we're only told that four and five, the lizard and the toad, they're together. They train together. They yeah. train yeah. together, but we don't know anything else beyond that. Yeah, they keep right. they call them the five seniors, I believe. Right? Is that what? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you're led to believe so, and then you're also introduced to, um, kind of the hybrid, uh, the hybrid venom, who is he doesn't know enough about any one particular style, yeah, he's like but the, he knows he's a little last, bit of all of them. He's the last student, right? Yep. And he's number. he refers himself as number four. Re, so you kind of think that maybe the master is training another set of five. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like the idea when we're first introduced to that uh, master, he's like sitting in a giant pot. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> he's like sick, and it looks like he's in like a giant pot that they're pouring like hot water in. Uh-huh. Like a sauna. Did because- I miss it? Did he? Did, does he die? He yeah, did. he does. Well, okay. they don't, I don't think they show him I don't, dying. Right, they don't show him dying. He just, then, says, he just says that he's dying, and he's like, my last request is for you to go out into yeah. the world and do this thing. Okay, but I, yeah, I don't remember actually a scene of his death. No. But I remember I, him saying that. I don't think they show him dying, because I think the last thing is they show they introduce him, the the other guy, to all the styles, and then that's it. Then yeah, we don't then see he, the master yeah, right. Okay. Well, we're just led to believe that he's dying. That's why he's in the giant pot. Right. <laughs> and, and so essentially it's up to the student to find... To find these venoms, and he needs to partner up with the good one, the good ones, so that they with can kill the bad ones. Yeah, because he don't he doesn't know who's good, who's bad. Yeah, That's some for of them him have gone. Yeah, you know, some of them have gone rogue, I guess, and others have turned more to, toward you know helping other people. Yeah, he essentially says, "Go out there, find them, and figure out which ones are good and which ones are bad, yep. and take out the ones that are bad." At this point, can can we bring up the the English dubbing here? Yeah, yeah. and I can. Yeah, and I can. So, and I told LPJ this already. So I watched it on Netflix. Obviously, when I, especially most things, but especially things for this podcast, I always watch it closed captioning mm-hmm. because you know I want to grab a spelling or pause a line of dialogue. So I started watching this. The dubbed English was not matching up with the subtitles at oh, all. Really? So I ended up switching it to the Mandarin. And just watched this, left the subtitles on, and just had it in Mandarin because I think the subtitles were for the non-dub version. Yes. So it was, it was like it, I, the first five minutes, I was like, "What is happening?" Because it wasn't matching up. So I ended up just watching it with subtitles in the in Mandarin. Yeah, the translations are very different <coughs> based on whether it's the dub version or the subtitle version. And, and I just don't have enough experience with watching dubbed m- movies. But it just seemed like the the voice, the 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 English voice characters they had, were awful. Like they were just very. It looked. It seemed to me like they were just reading the script. Well, essentially, that's what happens is with these Hong Kong films, uh, these these kung fu films, they would just hire a dubbing company, and that same group of actors would just. That's all they would do all day long is just dub films. And okay. it just—it was so obvious that they were like white English guys, like yeah. doing it. Yeah. And so I don't know. I guess I was. It, it just it it hurt the authenticity of where I think the movie was going. Okay. And it, it took me a lot. It took me a while to adjust to that. Yeah. And that maybe if I would have just gone yeah. to subtitles, that might have been and better. That, sure. And that's kind of I I didn't like I said I didn't get as far into it with the dub, but the dub was I mean. Like I know that's kind of just how dub movies are, but it was a lot easier for me to focus when I had it on the Mandarin and just reading the subtitles. Yeah, yeah, because the prior experience that that Hovercraft Joe you were on with us was um, Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, but that was actually using those actors' voices for the dubbing. 
yeah, from what I remember, part, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. yeah. So that just seemed to fit more while watching it, like fig- like knowing what was going well, on and how in, it worked. In some parts, it was okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I found that. It was distracting at first, and then, then I got used to it. So Sure. And fine. that's just that style of film. It, they're all going to be like that. Mm-hmm. So they... Maybe I, I'm hoping I understand this part sure. right. So they send him to the city because there was a guy that they call like their uncle. He was like a friend of the clan, and he was basically responsible for looking after all the treasure that the clan had acquired. Yes, and they, and he wanted the the, the master wanted all the, he wanted to try and like shut down the five venoms and kind of try and redeem them. So he wanted all this treasure to be given to charity. Yes. So he, that's why he sent the guy out to find it. I think the guy's name was like Yang T or something. I believe so, yeah. So, uh, but some of the other members of the, the clan, some of the seniors wanted to try and find this treasure for themselves. Correct. So everyone was trying to figure out who this uncle was because yep. they didn't know. No one really knew who anybody was in this. Yeah, because they all essentially wore masks and nobody knew the true identity of anybody. And that, just as as part of the policy of the of the clan, that's why they did that. Okay. Got it. And so essentially, it was it was number one and number two that figure them out, right? It's centipede and snake. Yeah, they they essentially figure out who this person is. Yeah. Um, Go to their house. Yeah. Kill the whole family. Yes. And he, here's a quick question for you. So <laughs> they said that like all these five students, they've gone out into the world, like find them wherever they are. They all took different names, but they're all in the same city. <laughs> is it because they were all there trying to find the uncle? Yes, they. I think they all... Did they know the uncle was in that city? They just didn't know who he was? I think that's what it was, yeah. Okay, because I was like, that's pretty convenient that he just had to go to one spot and they were all there. Right, yeah, I think it's one of those things where they knew they were in the city, he was in this, he was in this particular city, Okay. they just didn't know exactly who it was yet. Okay, got it. And so it's it's a scene where they they try to get information from this guy and then they end up killing him. That, that I have it written down in, in my notes here, uh, the sound effects yeah, <laughs> that are so classic kung fu. Oh, you know, totally. Type yeah. of sound, which, again, it, I wrote down in the notes, it reminded me of like a uh, Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis fighting game. <laughs> yeah, like exactly what those sounds kung were. Kung fu. Yeah, yep. exactly. Like, st- like going straight <coughs> oh, up Oh, yeah, it's super Street stereotypical, fighter. like, kung fu film sound effects. Yeah. yeah. And then I also have on there the... The, the Kool-Aid-looking blood that they're using. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, so blood bright as well. red. Like, yeah. It almost looks like melted wax. Which, yeah. another thing that bugged me a little bit was that one guy, I think it was, um was it Mr. He, the police dude? The chief of police? No, no, no. The dude that ended that ends up, spoiler alert, the guy that ends up being the uh, one of the His partner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The partner, Lizard's yep. partner. Yeah. yeah, his like his beard bugged me. It kind of didn't look like a real beard. It looked like someone had drawn it on with a marker. Yeah, like it was, uh, yeah, it was, but yeah, I'm sure it was. Because I was like, I have a note that's like, uh, is this guy's beard painted on? And then I have a note that's like, this guy's beard is making me mad. Yeah, it's not a real beard. Okay. I'm sure. I well, I liked, sure. was it Toad's beard or his, his chops that he had that like stood like straight out or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they were all yeah. wearing, they were, everybody in the film is wearing a wig. Okay. Like they're all wearing that. that yeah, they all style had great hair. Yeah. Well, Toad, Toad had. I remember Toad because for a while I referred to him as Ponytail because yeah. he had a big ponytail. Yeah. And the um, snake guy was the guy who was the rich. Like, he was the town. rich kid. Yeah. yeah. Um. And like the shocking reveal is that Scorpion is like the chief of police guy. Yes. Right. 
and the, which I predicted that like it took me like five minutes before they revealed it. I'm like, oh, I know who he's gonna be because he just he was just sitting there at the end scene. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh yeah, he's just waiting for these guys to kick <laughs> each other's asses and he's gonna come in. And the other policeman who's the main character, who I think is that Mister He, he ends up being the gecko because he's the one that's like sticking to walls. Yes, and he's like the good guy one. Yep. Yeah. And then the um the scorpion guy's in like the red outfit, and we don't. He's just there. He teams up with Snake a lot. Yeah, he's he's just kind of. I think he figured centipede, out centipede, right? That's that one. Centipede, yeah. Centipede. He yeah. figured out who Snake was. I think is what it was. Okay. And then um, they just decided to team up, because after that scene that uh, Sphinx talked about, where they kill the uncle and all his family, mm-hmm. they leave, and then the scorpion shows up, finds the candle on the ground, and like breaks open the candle, and there's a map in there, and he takes yes. that. Yeah. Which is like. I'm assuming it's the map to the clan treasure. Yes, that's what that is. So yes. shouldn't that have been the end of the movie <laughs> if he had it? I think he then had to go and find a way to kill the other Venoms to make sure that he was the only one who could get to get the money. Which okay. I don't get, because if you're the only one with the map, so they wouldn't know where to go. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. I guess I'd then make for a it's boring movie. Probably, you know, probably <laughs> lost some translation. In it. Okay. Um... And so the, then there's a scene at a restaurant where Toad is eating, and I think he gets he runs into I think Lizard. The two of them are talking at the restaurant. Gecko. Or whatever. Ge- well, Gecko it's, Lizard. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did it did it say Gecko in the yeah the subtitles? translation it's, is Gecko. Oh oh, and, so is it in the dub? It's in Lizard. The dub, it's Lizard. Yeah, it's okay, Lizard dub. there you go. I was wondering why I kept yeah, saying Gecko. Yeah, I was wondering gecko. too. There we go. Yeah, it's Gecko in the uh, yeah. In the, that's okay. that's one of the one of the changes. Oh, interesting. There yeah. we go. I was like, what is he talking about, Lizard? So we saw that too in the killer. What was it? Because I watched it with the dub and you didn't, and someone had a different name. Yeah, I don't that, remember exactly. I can't what remember it was. who it was either. Yep. Anyway, but all of a sudden, like, Toad starts screaming in the restaurant. You remember that? I don't remember that. I have no idea why. Like, I wrote it down. Like, they're just, like, talking, and all of a sudden, he's like, <laughs> Like, that's literally what he did. And then he's like, look away. Don't, don't, don't pay attention to me. Like, I, why, why is he doing this? I don't remember. I don't it, remember that part. But it sounds like it. I, I don't doubt that it happened. Yeah, probably. Uh, it was so bizarre. Right. Be- because they, okay, so Ponytail and Police Dude, uh, Toad and Lizard, yeah. they yep. figure out. Who killed their uncle? Right. Yes. They, they, I don't even know exactly because there's like a witness. Yeah. The, guy, the, the the little boy. Yeah. What is that guy's sees, name? I, can't I don't know. Remember. I just call him Shaky Legs. <laughs> because, <laughs> because remember when he tries to like make sure he doesn't get seen? Yeah. Like he oh, like yeah. can't walk all of a sudden. His legs are like jelly. Oh yeah. So he witnesses the uh, centipede guy coming out of the house after they killed him. Right. So and when the police dude when uh, lizard talks to him, he basically gets him to tell him what's going on. Right. 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 So then the cops go to uh, arrest him, I think. Yeah, because then the cops... To detain him, yeah. Yeah, because then the cops are told that they have 10 days to solve the case or they're going to get whipped. (laughs) (laughs) And then they'll get whipped for every day after that they don't... Why are they getting whipped? That's 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 the way it works. Then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because and, and they were really upset about that. They're like, we don't want to get whipped. We got we, we, we don't have any clues. We got to figure something out here. So yeah, they like arrest the boy. Well, yeah, and to it, get information. And so eventually, when they know it's the centipede guy, they kind of go to arrest him. But the they end up letting the toad guy kind of fight him, do the d- dirty work for him. Right. Because yeah. and they kind of have a fight in the streets. And that's when we see toad like being invulnerable because I think he gets like stabbed, but it just. It just deflects off. Yeah, it does yeah. nothing. Because I think because he ends up winning the fight, and that's when the uh, centipede gets arrested. Mm-hmm. Yes, for the murders. Yes. 
But then the the snake guy, who's the rich guy, he pays off the police, so they threaten the witness. He pays off the judge. Okay, yeah. I thought he. Th- I thought there was a crooked co- cop. There guy was too. a crooked cop yes. too. Okay. Oh, that's but right. They, yes. they pay him off later. <coughs> that's right. He yeah. starts with the judge, and then the judge helps with the crooked okay. cop. Okay, so yes. the the judge sends a guy down to the cell to basically tell the witness to be like, "Hey, change your story and say Toad was the guy you saw coming out of the house, or we're going to kill you." Yeah. Yeah, and he roughs him up in his cell to kind of let him know that they he's like serious. Water- oh, no, they didn't waterboard him. They did that to the other. No, guy. that's how they killed Toad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, I got what happens here. Um, they go to we talked about how he gets bribed, gets roughed up. Then so then finally he does say he's like I'm changing my story. Yeah, then the trial happens. Yeah, Toad gets arrested. He's fighting the guards. He's saying he's framed, and then they somehow convince him that well because the boy runs away, right? So he he witness he says that he changes his story. And then he can't be found, right? Or he got threatened and he's gone. Because then Toad's like, well, I'll just wait in the cell until the boy comes back. And he'll he'll vouch for me that it wasn't me that did it. Well, I think what it is... Which maybe... I don't know why he decided to agree to get to the cell. When they kept saying throughout the film that he has to confess before anything happens. Right. So well, why he like was willing to go in a cell, I don't, I don't fully well, what, understand. And maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I feel like they, they bring the Toad guy to court with the centipede guy, and uh, I think his name, I have in my notes, is Memfa. Memfa was the witness kid. He changes his story and said Toad is the one that did it. Right. But Toad won't confess to it, uh, so they're going to hold him in court for like a different trial, and uh, police dude, lizard guy, is yep. like, hey... This is cool. Just stand down. We're going to figure this out. It's fine. So he agrees to allow himself to be arrested. But before the rest of the title uh, trial takes place, they send the police guy, uh, Lizard, out of town because they're like, hey, I got this special because the police captain is crooked. He's like, I got this special assignment. You got to go deliver this to the emperor to get him out of the way so they can do shady stuff to get the toad guy framed Mm -hmm. for murder. Correct. So then Lizard is trying to plan a way to defeat Toad. And he tells the judge about the Iron Maiden. Yes. Which is essentially just stuffing him in a box full of spikes, nails and yeah. spikes. And uh, they, That doesn't do anything. No, that they poison Toad to get him in there. Yep. But then he's <laughs> they, in there and it does nothing. The, uh, the and, coat of a thousand needles? Yes, uh, the coat of a thousand needles. It, that's, what they, that's what it was referred to in the, uh, in the uh, subtitles. Oh, really? That's the yeah. Iron Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> they call the coat of a thousand needles. <laughs> And then Snake and Toad have a pretty cool fight. Yeah, it was great. Um, but you start to see the weird like fangs with his hands uh-huh. and all that going on. Um, and then Scorpion comes out of nowhere and like stabs Toad's throw- ears. Well, that's part of what Scorpion can do. He can throw darts. Is that what they are? Darts. Yeah, they're like they're, they're like darts. Basically. And they go like right in his ears. And that's yeah. his weak because that's his weak point. So he has he. The oh, Toad I just has- thought it was weak because. Because blood happened, no. and then Venom came in on it. No, no, Toad, Toad has a weak it. point. The problem oh. is the Iron Maiden didn't poke him in the ear, so that's where his weak point is. Oh. So he, so Scorpion knew they, where the weak point is. And but they still put him in the, the coat after they throw it in the ears. Yeah, because he's weak yeah. after that. Yes. Because Snake then shoves his fingers... <laughs> In the ears, which yeah. are exposed blood, and then he's like completely weakened, like he lost all of his, all his, po- uh, all yeah. his power. If he gets hit in the weak point, that's the that's the power of Toad. If he gets hit in his weak point, he loses all of his strength. 
Because then they then he still won't confess. So, and I'm interested to see because in the in the subtitles they they put him in the red stomacher. <laughs> no, they call it the. Um, oh, I wrote it down. They call it the. Iron coat. Okay, they call it the red stomacher in the in the subtitles. Interesting. Which basically is kind of like a sheet of metal that fits over uh, your back that they heat up in yeah. coals and get burning hot and then mm-hmm. jam it on your back. So it's like it burns your back. Yeah, like a yeah. So yeah, so his whole back is all scarred and bloodied up, even though he's already got red dots all over himself from the Iron Maiden previously. Yep. So after this, they're like they they're just he doesn't ever actually confess, but they're like ah he did it and they let the centipede go free. Yeah, the boy show. I have it here that <coughs> then the boy shows up and changes the story one last time. That, okay. No, it was Toad that did it. Yep. And at that point, Toad is just like passed out on the ground. And that's where the judge has the, the one forcibly guy force him, him, him to, yeah, yeah, to sign it that he confesses. Yeah. And then they um they waterboard his ass to death. Yeah, they basically throw wet sheet, wet pieces of paper over his face yep. and then suffocate him to death. Yep. Right, and they also end up killing uh, Snake and Centipede. They kill uh, the witness kid. Yeah, they kill the witness. Yep. Yeah, which that was gross with the with the hook. Yeah, through his nose. Through the nose. Yeah. No, no, he cut. He ripped his tongue out. He ripped out his throat. Oh, throat. Yeah, throat. Yeah. It was the crooked cop that they got in the nose. Yeah, the brain pin. That's what they called it. Yep. Yeah, they called it a pin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, those were those were kind of graphic. I'm like, because that stuff like freaks me out. Like. Like yeah, long utensils being used to yeah, that was... dismember body things. That, that freaks me out. You're not a fan of mummification, then, are you? No, not so much. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. No. So at this point, the uh, lizard police dude comes back in town and kind of finds out everything that happened while he was gone. Uh, he's really upset that Toad is dead. He goes back to the restaurant, and he just, like, kicks everyone out, and he grabs a giant jug of uh, sake or wine or wine, whatever. Wine, I would imagine. And yeah. just starts chugging it because yeah. he's so upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's at that point, there's another police guy, I think, in the restaurant that he makes him kind of tell the truth that, like, hey, we were paid off and all this stuff yes. happened. So he kind of gets... One of the guards. Right. One of the guards. So he kind of gets the lowdown of everything that happened. And that's when the reveal in the movie is we find out that the police guy is the lizard. Uh, and he meets up with the last student, the... Um, the hybrid, we'll call him. Yeah, yeah the hybrid Yang T guy. And they kind of are, you know from there yeah they kind of figure out who each other is and then <coughs> you know and throughout the whole movie the hybrids just kind of acting like a clown yeah um sort of just as an undercover kind of thing right um, yeah and he kind of disappears throughout the middle of the movie like yeah. there's like a 30 minute there's a period chunk where he's, he's completely he's kind gone of, yeah he's kind of always in the background just watching but then you're right yeah there's a big portion where he's not there and I was kind of like the whole time I was like, "What's this guy's deal?" Like, I, like straight up at the beginning, the master's like, "Yeah, you're kind of terrible. You can't take any of these guys on yourself." And I was just like, "He he does seem like kind of a clown the whole time." So I was I was curious to see what was going to happen with him. But then like a light switch, he like turns it on, and him and Lizard all of a sudden like. I think he. I, I think own. that was all an act. You think so? Yeah, yeah, I think maybe to blend in so people to notice okay. them. Because then there's that kind of cool part where they're talking about how they're going to take down the snake and the centipede yeah. or the scorpion. Uh, yeah, so they're going to like climb the walls on both sides. Yeah, where they have a plan to take out because it's like he's like when paired with any of the other five Venoms, they can take out the other seniors. Correct, well. yeah. So, so they go down to the rich guys, who's the snake, I believe. Yeah, yep. the snake, yep. 
Uh, and there, that's kind of where we get the final, like the last like 10, 12 minutes of the movie. It's kind of the big, huge, like kung fu yeah, fight the big scene. End for fight it. scene yeah. Which Snake, going back real quick, Snake makes it really noticeable that he's Snake because on his <laughs> like little wristbands, he's got yeah. like images of the snake and they show it like eight times throughout the film. It's oh, like, totally. well, yeah. well, he's Snake. They're not really, they're hiding, but they're not really. Hiding. Yeah, they're not hiding <laughs> at all. Like, all right, we got this. I guess maybe Centipede's hiding the most. Well, I guess they're really scorpions. Hiding scorpions the most. hiding the most. Yeah. yeah, because that's when when they're going to have this showdown. Uh, Lizard's partner Ma, yeah. who seems like the good guy who who's, ends in reality is Scorpion, mm-hmm. is like, "Well, I'm going to come with you. I resign from the police, and I'm going to fight with you." So he's there, and like you said in that final showdown, he's just kind of standing there watching the whole time, not like yeah. doing anything because he's. I think he's hoping that they'll kind of all destroy each other, right? And then they, he can just keep the treasure. Yeah. Yeah, and then he essentially he throws those. Uh, we just said it earlier. Darts. Oh, darts. The, the throws the darts at Snake. Yep. Which essentially like decommissions him for a moment, um, and then that's when Centipede starts to go after him. <coughs> right. But then there's like a brief exchange where Centipede's trying to convince Scorpion to work together. Yeah. He's like, "I'll give you half of the money or the treasure." And he's like, no, no deal. And they keep fighting. And at that point, Snake has enough time to get up. And then he, he like stabs or he does, hyper hits. He does some Scorpion. of his like moves. Yeah, one of his like death strikes, which allow uh, the the helper kid and Lizard to ultimately defeat Scorpion using like the strategy that they talked about, where one, one went low and one went high to like counter, yeah. counteract his powers. Correct. Um, and I don't remember what happens to um, Centipede. Centipede just kind of gets the shit kicked yeah, out yeah, of him. Yeah, he just gets ass kicked. He spits some blood, and then he just kind of falls over. I like how all their deaths is just like very like, thump, and then like eyes go wide, and then they're dead. Yeah. It's like, that's it. Because which one was it where the plan was? Because they, they went high, and they both had to grab like his arms. That was like, Snake. That was that Snake. Was snake. Because okay. like, one's the tail, and one's the head, Yeah, I guess. and the weakness is if they're not working together, if the head and the tail aren't can't work together, that he's not nearly as powerful. Yeah. So they have him stretched out. He can't combine his attacks. Okay. So so once all the bad seniors are defeated, that's when the uh, helper kid and the lizard or gecko, they're kind of like, all right, well, we're going to go find the treasure and donate it to charity like the master wanted. The end. Yeah, yeah that's it. The I mean, end. They start They walking. walk out. Well, I guess, no, there was a brief talk about how the kid wanted to kill the judge, too, because he was bad. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, we can't <laughs> we can't kill the judge. Like, that's going to cause more trouble. And then he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I guess I forgot like, about yeah, that. We, the, the next guy might be way worse. Yeah. That's true. And yeah. that's the end. And then it just ends. <laughs> that's yeah. it. End. It's over. No, no credits at the end. Nope. It just says the end, and <laughs> it's done. Because I, I was, I was watching it when that last fight scene started, and I'm like, "There's only like ten minutes left in this. Are they going <laughs> to wrap this up? What's happening?" Uh, this, the plot with this is more complicated than I remember it being. I thought it was. I mean, if I'm being honest, it was hard to follow. In yeah. Some ways. Yeah, I, I agree. I did appreciate it though, because I, I feel like. With a lot of these movies, like Rumble in the well, Rumble in the Bronx, I had no idea what the hell's going on in that movie. But even like the killer was so simplistic of sure. what was happening. It was like it was still entertaining. Yeah. But I liked I liked like the double crossing that happened here. Yeah. And then I liked the fact that you were trying to figure out who were the five Venoms. Yeah, it's a lot more of a mystery. Yeah, and I kind of liked that it it took until literally the the very end when Scorpion's revealed 
like how things are more than likely going to unfold there. Yeah. Like at first, like the way that Toad was used in the beginning of the film, like I thought he was going to be there till the end. But then seeing him be the first one to die was actually kind of surprising. Like I didn't really think they were going to double track and have the kid, you know, change his mind on the story. I don't really know how believable that is. And all of a sudden the kid changes his mind and everyone seems to agree that that must be the case. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's it's, it's, it's a cheesy movie. For sure. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. So, And this movie um, is relatively influential. For sure. Just in general. Like, there's a lot... uh, There's there's a lot of cultural references that, 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 that pull from this movie. Um, yeah. One of oh, go ahead. One of them being uh, Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a whole there's a whole group of of villains, the Five Fingers of Poison from Power Rangers Jungle Fury, all based on these characters in the movie. Okay. I have two. I, I don't have a lightning round because there just wasn't a ton of information to find. Yeah, we couldn't find ton. But um, the first fight scene borrowed music from another classic film, cult classic film from the 1970s. Any of you catch what it was? No, no. I have no idea. It is a comedy cult classic from England. Comedy cult classic Benny Hill. No, but you're definitely in the right ballpark. Monty Python? Uh-huh. Oh. The Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. It's the same music oh. in both oh. films. Huh. So wait, know who had it first? Uh, I think Monty Python was like 76, okay. 77 right. maybe. So I think they were first. Okay. And then I also had, which is going to lead to another conversation here, though, that there is a famous rapper that had a song of the exact same name as the film. Do you have to catch who that was? The, the rapper? The rapper's name, yeah. No. It was the last song on one of his last albums. He did. Uh, well, apparently did. Tupac? It is Tupac. Tupac had a song called The Five Venoms or Five Deadly Venoms or whatever it is. Huh. How about that? Yep. Interesting. But then that does lead to... Yes. The Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. This is one of the movies... So the the Wu-Tang Clan, they're super into kung fu. Yes. And this is one of the big films that they pull a lot from. Yeah. And we, we mentioned them... And that killer episode, uh, Raekwon had a album, a, an album of his own that was all based on the story of the killer and used all sorts of scenes from the movie within his album. And we played a song from there. Well, Wu Tang Clan's uh, first album, uh, Enter the Enter the cl- Enter the Wu Tang, Enter the Wu Tang, Thirty Six Chambers. Yep. They have a song, one of their most famous songs, uh, "The Mystery of Chess Boxing." Uh, actually has some parts from this film as well. So we're going to get you a little bit of uh, the song here. A game of chess is like a sword fight. You must think first before you move. Style is immensely strong and immune to nearly any weapon. When it's properly used, it's almost invincible. Slump. 
Wu Tang. Wu Tang. <laughs> Wu Tang. Oh, that's later. That is a little bit later. Yeah, it's a little bit later. I love it. Yeah, and, and there's there's uh, lots of other references too. You've got Kill Bill, the Five Assassins yeah. uh, are the Deadly Viper Assassination Squad, based on this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we have? Uh, it's the name of the poison shop in World of Warcraft. Is the Five <laughs> Deadly Venoms? Uh, and then uh, yeah, scenes uh, from uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, yeah. obviously, which we, which we just talked about. There you go. Gotcha. So are we, uh, I think we're ready to give this guy a rating? Yeah, I'm curious to hear what you guys think of this. <laughs> I know, we've kind of kept it a little quiet there. A little so close to the vest. Yeah, blow those machine guns there? I or? think we will. Let's, let's do that. Well, we would if I could hit the button properly. Nah, it's all right. Should. It's late. All right. I don't want to go first. Okay. I will go first. Okay, then. I'm curious. All right. So... It took me about 15 minutes of going, what the hell is happening here? Uh, to then kind of like move beyond that and just kind of take it in as it was. And I kind of liked it. Um, you know, I liked, kind of, like I mentioned earlier, I kind of liked the double crossing. Um, once I could get past the weird sound, the sound effects and all that. Uh, I mean, the choreography and the fighting of it is pretty cool. Once I could get over the super fake blood, you know, I was pretty okay with it. Uh, it was an enjoyable watch. It was perfect length. It was like an hour and a half. Um, so it didn't take too much time out of it. And I did kind of find myself at first when I was first watching it, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of sidetracked trying to do some other things, but then I like kind of got glued to it. I just, focused on that the rest of the time so i i get the significance of it um sounds like this is a really important film for trying to bring kung fu into other areas around the world and whatnot um i think i'm gonna give it i'm right around two and a half to three machine guns i think i might keep it at two and a half though all right so i think that's where i'm gonna go um Okay, so now it's to me. I got to be honest, I didn't really get this. And I went into it with an open mind, and I wanted to enjoy it. And I didn't hate watching it. I mean, I'm kind of with Sphinx on there that I, that I did. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a hard watch. You know, it's, it's, but here, here's kind of my main complaint. And again, this is my first experience with this genre of these kind of. But like for a kung fu movie, there wasn't that much kung fu in this movie. Like there was like the major fight scene at the end. There was the scene where the toad and the uh, the one dude fought when he arrested him, and a little bit of fighting at the police station. But other than that, there wasn't a lot. You know, I was expecting a lot more kung fu. Like I was expecting like, okay, they talk for a little bit, fight, a little more talking, fight, and that's not what this was. And and I did appreciate that the plot was interesting. You know, it was it was more involved and deeper than I thought. But I don't know. It just it just didn't really click for me. I understand why people would like it, and I don't begrudge it. And I and I don't think that I wouldn't be like this is a terrible movie. I, I just it did it didn't work for me. It just maybe I need to see more. Maybe it's because it was the first one in this genre that I saw. So I'm kind of in the same box with Sphinx. But I'm gonna go two machine guns. Okay, fair enough. Um, I love this movie. I've seen it several times. Um, I love kung fu movies in general. It's sort of my 
it's one of those things I just love. I could sit and watch kung fu movies all day long and not be upset about it. Um, this is one of my favorite of the kung fu movies that I've seen. <laughs> um, but you're right. I mean, it definitely it's not for everybody. Yeah. This is definitely not a not a genre or a film that is for everybody. Um, you got to really like kung fu movies to to sit and watch kung fu movies. Uh, but that said, again. I love this movie. I'm going to say four stars. Wow. Uh, just stars? Because... Like ninja, <laughs> ninja death stars? Sorry, four machine guns. <laughs> I would say four machine guns. I, I had it in my mind. Don't you, say stars. You <laughs> love rating things in stars. I do. So. Four machine guns, uh, more just because it's me and I love these kinds of films. And uh, and, I'm, and and you know what? Four machine guns for, uh, for Flak Attack, who's out there listening right now. <laughs> I will say that it has piqued some interest that I would be willing to to see more kung fu movies, uh, and so if that's it, the it case, has done that for me. I would recommend um, Thirty Six Chambers, uh, Thirty Six Chamber of the Shaolin. See that uh, Return of the Thirty Six Chamber, which is a sequel. Also see that. Um, I'm trying to think of any other ones like that are. Mm. I'd say start with those. Okay, <laughs> they're available. I think on Netflix too. Where does um what's his name fit in? Bruce uh, Lee? Enter the Dragon, yeah, Bruce Lee and all that. That's a different uh, style, that's a right? Different, that's not really... I mean, it's Kung Fu, but it's more... But it's also the same era, right? Isn't he 70s and 80s? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not It's not the same kind of... Th- those are... These are more like period pieces. Okay. Where they take place in ancient, you know, China. His are more modern and more contemporary. Okay. So it's more of a contemporary... It's more contemporary martial arts films, not necessarily Kung Fu films. Gotcha. Right, fair enough. Yeah, and I and I think that's like my main thing about this is is that like, and I and I kind of said this, but I kind of reiterate reiterating it is that like, I could understand the appeal of this to somebody, you know, like I get why you're saying you like it, but I it just overall, I just couldn't get into it from the start. Sure. And like I said, I don't know if that's how all these movies play, but is there a better ratio of like talking to kung fu, or is that like is this? Yeah, kind some of, of a... them have a lot more action in them than this one does. Okay. Sure. This is more of this is more of like um, I would say this is more like a like a noir film almost. Okay. Because that's that's I think that's what I was hoping for more when you told me you were watching this, where I was like, oh man, this is gonna be like ninety percent kung fu, and that's not what it got. And I and I guess that makes for a better movie mm-hmm. and a better story. But it just wasn't what I was expecting, so that's why it didn't work for me. But again, not begrudging anyone that enjoys this film. I wouldn't be like, ah, it's a terrible film, don't watch it. It just, for me, it's not kind of where I'm at. Fair enough. All right. All right. Uh, This time we have our action bracket. So let's get a little bit of an update with that. All right. The final matchup of round two of the last action podcast action bracket has... Indiana Jones versus Han Solo. Han Solo. I have a special guest announcer here with me. Hello. Uh, it's Ash. Ash has helped me out with this one. So, Ash, Indiana Jones, guy with the whip, Han Solo, guy that flies the Millennium Falcon. Who do you think? Who's your favorite? Um, I, I can't really tell because I haven't watched a lot of either. So, I'm just going to say Han Solo for now because I watch more Star Wars. That's fair enough. Either way. Harrison Ford wins, which I'm happy about. That's my bet. I'm betting I'm betting a thousand million dollars on Harrison Ford for the win. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Indiana Jones. Han Solo. Final matchup of round two. Here we go. 
Oh, man. <laughs> wow. That seems like an intense matchup there. Yeah, I don't, so intense. I don't know how that's going to go. Me either. Oof. Man, we'll just have to <laughs> wait and find out what happens yeah, there. It's going to be crazy. All right. Well, <laughs> it's time to do some business. We are the Last Action Podcast, coming to you every single Monday, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we are part of the GameZilla Media Network, uh, which has a whole wide range of different podcasts for you. For instance, we're on Monday, but on Tuesday, what do we have, LPJ? The GameZilla podcast. That's correct. So our, our, our head show there, which looks into current gaming news, and they even stream live on Twitch on Monday nights. Um, but if you don't catch that, you can listen to them on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we have what, Joe? Noobs and Dragons. Starring? Starring uh, us now. Yeah. Uh, LPJ and myself are, are now in season two of Noobs and Dragons. So, And we're you, joined by? And we're joined by Metric on Stage. That's correct. And Craig WK is yep. our dungeon master that's going to try and find all sorts of ways to kill us. I, I'm so sick of you. <laughs> yeah, we've seen too much of each other. Uh, after that, on Thursdays, we have The Legend of Retro, which is looking at um, retro video games and reviewing that. And that's also with Craig, along with Chops and The Glitch and Xander. And then we have on Sundays, what do we got, LPJ? Noiseland Arcade. Noiseland Arcade. Which also is our... with Craig. <laughs> also with Craig. He's all over this network. He sure is. Um, which is looking at uh, The Simpsons. So going in order, uh, I believe they're probably winding down with season two or even starting season three at the point. they're on season three at this point. We're talking about, yeah. Wow. So if you are a huge old episode of Simpsons fan, which I am, and are you LPJ? Yes. And Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah gotta Anything pre-season nine, I'm all about. <laughs> yeah, it was around season 10, I think I kind of stopped too, so... Yeah. yeah, so we've got plenty of things for you to catch, whether it's TV shows, movies, uh, tabletop games, video games, current or, or retro. We, we have it all for you. Yep. So if you are really enjoying all the things that we offer and you'd like to help us uh, additionally, uh, we would love for you to go on to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia. And there are two opportunities for you where you can help us out financially monthly. There's a $1 a month and a $5 a month. And if you decide to go with the $5 a month, uh, you get additional extra episodes just for our Patreon members. Uh, we do an extra show every month, uh, as well as I think all the shows now actually have. There's like Beyond the DM screen. There's like a pre and post show that gets posted for the GameZilla podcast. Is it Game Genie for Legend of Retro? I believe Game Shark. Game Shark, okay. And then there's, um, oh, what's it called? Smart Line. Uh, for Noiseland Arcade. Yep. Man, so, when are we going to think of a fun name for our Patreon? So. That's true. We don't have a name. We just call it our Patreon, Patreon episode. Special, yeah. Well, we're going to think of a fun name for it. I think we do. Yeah, All for right. sure. The, the no, don't, action block. No, don't force it. The, <laughs> the, 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 the explosion talk. All right. Well, we, you know, we'll spitball it. Yeah, that sounds horrible, uh, LPJ. The, no, you can stop now. Yeah. So... Uh, please ignore what LPJ just did, and, <laughs> and let's hope that you still want to contribute to Dynamite Patreon discussions. <laughs> I kind of like that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's some great alliteration you got there. Yeah. All right. So, with that being said, this last action podcast 
has been terminated, but will be back. <laughs>